Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's seven o'clock, it's Monday night, and you're listening to, currently, Britain's Best Games Broadcast, One Life Left. Welcome to One Life Left, Britain's best games broadcast. <laughs> Depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, let's hope you're listening on Thursday, Monday. Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday of this week. We are One Life Left. We are a video game radio show, and for the next hour we are going to be sort of talking about video games. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. How's your week been, Simon? It's been pretty good, actually. Uh, yes, it's been fine. What have you been up to? Drinking, mainly. What was your favourite bit of the week? Saturday, of course, when we hung out in a park and played cricket. We did play cricket. You hit me out of the game, didn't you? Batted you out of the park. Yeah, I was bowling. I was getting a bit cocky. Four but wickets in one over, and you stepped up. Did, yeah, KP. Didn't like it. Didn't uh, like it. No, until... Until I bowled you. <laughs> so that was fun, and what have you been doing? Um, not a lot. The week has flown by, so... That's it. Time's accelerated, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really has. Yeah. So I can't think of any anything <laughs> else. Um, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's not been... Apparently time moves faster as you get older. I told you that. Did you? I did, yeah. I don't remember. I did, because Owen Dunlack told me that. Interesting. He's mm. very old. He is very old, yeah. So, um, it also moves faster, obviously, when you're scared of something. Yes, and um, I'm sure we'll talk a little more about this, particularly as we're delighted to be joined in the uh, studio today by uh, stand-up comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello, Katie. Look at the laughter. Oh, laughter. Yeah. Oh, professional. Professional. How are you? I'm really good. Are you terrified? Of being here? No, of the end of October. <laughs> oh, well, Halloween or because of my gig? Because of our gig, actually. We're not here to talk about your gig. <laughs> <laughs> it's not why you're here. You're here to help mm, us. Really help us, help please us. help <laughs> us. Um, for those people whose first episode of One Life Left is tonight, we will be doing stand-up comedy at the end of October and we're a bit scared. A little bit scared. This is the news. On Monday the 11th of October, I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Satoru Iwata, president of Nintendo, has claimed pricing for the 3DS is completely, totally, absolutely fair. Mr. President explained why the handheld will, handheld will cost more than a Wii, saying portable video game machines integrate both a gaming device and a screen. You don't need any other hardware devices to be connected in order for you to play with it. Factoring in things that don't need uh, that you don't need seems like the best pricing structure. One Life Left will now be charging 1.7 billion dollars per episode because you don't need a space rocket to listen. You know, apparently. Uh, our new stru- podcast structure 
thing in Libsyn, because they've upgraded, allows us to attach things to the podcast that you don't need. Really? Like what? Like images and bonus content. Really? Really. And how does that appear? Well, it, I don't know, because sort of magic, I guess, on your iPhone or whatever it is you use to listen. But that's quite exciting. I haven't worked out what we should attach yet. Well, let's just take some pictures of what we're doing now. Really? And then, yeah. Is that bonus, though? Is, is, is that it, legal? Is it bonus? <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any sort of disclaimers? Uh, maybe we need them. And By clicking agree, you consent? <laughs> <laughs> I think we operate under a policy of presumed consent, don't we? <laughs> if we can't hear it, it's not a no. <laughs> um, so that's, uh, that, that, I suppose that makes sense. They've, got, they've come under a little flack for... Oh, it's a shame. I thought we were just going to totally ignore Anne's news story then and talk about something else. Break the habit of a lifetime. Yeah, um, yeah what was the other uh, 3DS news? Was that, oh my <laughs> god, the battery is going to be. You are literally ignoring her news and just going on to a different story. Yeah, I'm just saying that, you know, because people have been moaning about the price, uh, they've been moaning about the theoretical battery life as so well. So, what is the theoretical battery life? It's less life? Than, a, than, than a standard DS. What theoretical tests have we run? Oh, I don't know. Some, somebody said something somewhere, and um, a few people on the internet are, are not happy. Imagine. I know. <laughs> but it's got more graphics. More graphics? It's got more graphics, so obviously it's going to require more power. It's got one dimension of yeah, more graphics, doesn't exactly. it? You were saying you're a 3DS player, Katie? Yes. Are you looking forward to the 3DS? Yes. Yes? <laughs> when does it come out? Well, you don't listen to the show that often, <laughs> do you? Um, I think we've exclusively revealed it's out in March. Uh, okay. And how much is it going to be, Anne? Loads. So this is literally nudes to you. News and nudes. News. Is removing rubbish Sonic games from shops to maintain the value of the brand. Speaking to MCB, Sega's Jurgen Post said any Sonic game with an average Metacritic has been delisted. We have to do this and increase the value of the brand. This will be very important when more big Sonic releases arrive in the future. Just because you remove them, Sega, doesn't mean we'll forget them. Not even. No, it's gone already. I was watching Bid Up TV the other night. Oh, yeah. Which is what I do. Essentially. After what Katie done next. Uh. That, I guess it wasn't on that okay. night. Uh, yeah, it wasn't an X Factor night. I know that much. Uh, it was midweek. So, although obviously there's always the extra factor. Yeah. Always. Always, pretty much. I hope, I hope ITV do a channel soon. An yeah. extra factor. You started this. Okay. <laughs> right. Can I finish it? Yep. Okay. Go on. So I was watching Bid Up TV, and they were selling a built-in Mega Drive. Uh, sorry, a Mega Drive with all of these games built yeah, in. Yeah, that's the Blaze handheld. They were saying it was going to be the Christmas gift. Excellent. You know, you've heard about the Wii. Now buy a twenty-years-old <laughs> machine that connects direct yeah, to your telly. Max. It had a beast. It had a Wii-style controller. I thought, which was very clever Excellent. for no reason. Right. And I thought this was this was an interesting move by Sega, wasn't it? Yeah. To essentially deny the rubbish Sonic games? Don't exist that's, anymore. Yeah, that's illegal in some countries, isn't it? <laughs> it's a good way of getting uh, publicity, I guess, because I imagine they don't sell anymore, so they might as well delist them. Yeah. Right? I guess so. Um, what was the worst Sonic game, Anne? So- so- Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> yeah. So, so Sonic's got better since then? It really has. Prize loser Timothy Langdell has lost his legal battle to stop anybody using the word Edge. Langdell, founder of Edge Games, has been told by a United States district judge that he has until October 15th to inform all licensees of his Edge trademark that he no longer has legal ownership of the name. Some of those on Langdell's hit list were Edge magazine and EA for its Mirror Edge, Mirror's Edge title. Most interested in this case, however, has been U2's Scaredy Cat guitarist, currently resigning under a new alias, The Rim. <laughs> there are, th- this has been one of my favourite court cases because it's involved so much trolling on both sides like initially he was it seemed like he was trolling and I know uh, for a while Edge which is a magazine I used to write for had to have a disclaimer in the uh, it did until until reasonably recently didn't it but then I really liked what all those uh, indie game developers did quite recently where they all changed the names of their games to include the word Edge which I thought was quite clever yeah he's, uh, he's been doing this for how many years Oh, it's been a long time. Years and years. Years and years. Plural years. It's the extent of your research, <laughs> yeah. is it? Lo- loads of years. Yeah. <laughs> Back to at least 2006. But, um, yeah, does that mean it's up for grabs now? Well, you think we could step in could and step get, in it. get it? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we could get one life and less. Exactly. Exactly that. Mm, that would preclude well, certain games that I haven't thought of yet. Yeah, and also it would make games easier for everybody, wouldn't it? Would it? 
Well, because you could never then just have one life left. <laughs> no, but it'd be worse. You'd skip from two to zero. You wouldn't be expecting that. It'd be oh, that's for sure. a disaster. Nintendo has admitted it can't blame bad software sales solely on piracy. In what seems to be his chattiest week yet, Satoru Iwata has said it's up to the company to create products that attract attention from consumers and increase the number of people willing to pay for them. You know what your games need, Satoru? A bit of lipstick and a pair of heels. That'll get them selling. Iwata's chattiest week yet. Yeah, he just had one big long phone call. It sounds like something that would be on the cover of OK Magazine. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, at home with. It's just in there bed in his, with. In his white uh, linen suit. Right, showing us around his beautiful yeah. home. The wedding the world has waited to see. <laughs> Iwata and. Katie Price. Yeah, who's he been speaking to then? Um, his investors. Oh, OK. They asked some pretty probing questions. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and do you think that's, uh, that's a valid excuse? That it's not just piracy that's ruined sales? Well, no, I think what he said is right. Like, he's kind of gone, look, if things aren't selling, it's uh, it's because we've got to make better games, not because people are stealing them. But then if it's really good, surely people would just steal them Hmm. anyway. How long has he been um, (laughs) running Nintendo for? Years. Don't you think it should have occurred to him (laughs) since at least 2006? (laughs) It's like a strange thing to suddenly pipe up. He's a strange man. play games are idiots. That's according to a study by the American Academy of Pediatrics, which counted 696 game-related injuries in five years. 92 of those injuries were down to interactive games, while the rest were from traditional games. The best injury reported is the bystander injury, where people are not even playing, who are not even playing get hurt. To avoid being one of the idiotic few injured, One Life Left suggests you play all your games in a padded cage. I love that you have now, obviously, you've diversified from just taking Eurogamer into taking BBC Breakfast News style which is controversial statements pause that's according to someone else said it not us (laughs) Um, so what's the difference between games and interactive games so interactive (laughs) games at the minute is basically the wii and uh like dance dance revolution style ones playstation and xbox aren't interactive games passive are they they're rolling demos (laughs) (laughs) you sit there watch them well, well, they haven't really had that much... Uh, oh, no, I guess they have had a few. Literally interactive. Oh, yeah. So some of those games as well. Right. Um, so they're the interactive ones, and the traditional ones are just the ones where you do the stuff with your hands. They're still interactive. Isn't that a possibly apocryphal tale involving a head of the Football Association and FIFA, where he was being... This uh, doddering old man was being demoed FIFA... Um, on um, on a console, and you know they were saying, you know, this these are the graphics. You can see the players, and they kick the ball, and this is how you control the play. And he went, you could control the players. <laughs> <laughs> if only they could. Yeah, that's um, yeah, uh, that's yeah, interesting. I think, although it's interesting. Do you think so? <laughs> it's interesting. Why did they do this study? Um, because you can. Have you ever injured yourself playing a game? No. I'm very safe. Okay, fair enough. Have you ever injured yourself, Steve? Um, yes. Yes. I sprained my... This isn't interesting, but you asked, and that was the first thing that came to mind. I played a game for Edge magazine years ago called Yanya Cabalista, which had a skateboard that went across the two DualShock things and encouraged you to hold the controller in a weird way and sprained my thumb. It's true. Oh, that's terrible. Also, if dancing to Shakira in a park is uh, playing a video game, then yes, I have. Right. Sprained my ankle. Um, the only injury I've had was, um, like, I was just hoovering, naked, yeah. and I tripped. <laughs> yeah, and I ended and up then... in hospital, but that's what was happening. <laughs> One life left video game news with Anne
listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Downstate. It's a what song called like? Fan 6072. Simon thinks it sounds like something. It sounds like a Natalie and Bruno song. <laughs> it sounds like that one. And what does it go? What does it sound like? Oh, I can't remember how it goes. It's definitely this. I don't it's know. off from that. Really? Yeah. And I did a flip reverse at karaoke. Did no, it's, you? It's brilliant. Oh. It's quite difficult, the third verse. Yeah. What very, the... very fast. Flip it, rip it, lick it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you know what happens in karaoke? It's suddenly... So you, yeah. you're getting through it, and then that verse comes on. It goes to a really small yeah. font. Everyone laughs, and that covers up the fact that you can't do it. Who did that verse? Uh, I don't know. Was it Kenzie? I think... No, it wasn't Kenzie. Was it um, Ripper? I think it might have been. Really? You are listening to One Life Left, a video games radio show. Oh. It's supposed to be doing a video games radio show. What do you think of their boy band follow-up? What are they called? Oh, uh, um, like One, one Tree, Tree Hill, Hill, I want to call them. Fallen Tree? Fallen Tree. Fallen Hill? Fallen Blaze. If you know what Blazing Squad's boy band follow-up You're were called... you the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> Email... Team at OneLifeLift.com. Uh, Friday. Saturday... So, we had a good time on Saturday, didn't we? Didn't we? Um, and we came up with a joke. <laughs> Several jokes, in fact. But maybe we can... Don't uh, laugh, Katie. We don't you we, laugh. We, you come in here for a comedy masterclass. Yes. I can only, I can only remember one of them. So, um, so the joke was all... It was all based around the structure. We were analysing comedy because we've discovered... Well, we've decided, I've decided at least, the only way out of this mess we've found ourselves <laughs> in is to... Use scientific methodology. Formulas. Break it down. Yep. Break down the joke. Yep. Uh, and I saw a joke on the internet the other day which was game-related related, and made me laugh. And that joke... Here we go. How do you get Pikachu on the bus? I don't know. You Pokemon. It's ah, pretty good. I think we may have had this joke on the show before. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. fine. Because we've... Previously on One Life Left. We've taken it yeah. on. Okay. How? No, it was a way that Anne pretended that she'd never heard it before. Okay. She's okay. a perfect audience. Okay. How do you get Solid Snake on the bus? Oh. <laughs> I don't know the actual answer to this. I was there. You Kojima him on. <laughs> Wait. How do you get George Stobart, George Stobbard from Broken Sword on the bus? I don't know. How Charles do Cecil him on. <laughs> Katie, <laughs> you're a stand-up comedian. Yes. How do those jokes stand up? They're good jokes. Thanks. 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 No, 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 no. Good. That's good. That's good. Right, quick, I could go music. on. Play some music. How do you get? <laughs> how do you get Nolan Bushnell on the bus? You pong him on. <laughs> Katie, like, yeah. Do you think he should stop now? The jokes come in threes, don't they? Um. Yeah. The the comedy rule of three. Or you know. Break the mold. Do anti comedy. Do four. <laughs> or two anti comedy. That sounds interesting. That does. Is that comedy that's not funny? Because I've done. I think my set is essentially that. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's called deconstructing comedy really? using the rules. But that's quite bold, isn't it? Do you have to know the rules first to break them? Yeah, I reckon you do. Yeah. Mm, I don't know the rules. I don't what know are the rules of comedy. <laughs> that's true. Because Talusha took us through the rules the other the other week, didn't she? She took us through a few some, rules. Some rules. Yeah. They were just randomly ordered. Yeah. If you have better rules please now's the what, time what, what, did, what did she say the rules were I can't remember. she said don't Pokemon. i know number one was <laughs> don't try and be shambolic it takes a special kind of person to carry off shambolic and none of you are special yeah <laughs> she also said finish yeah she did say <laughs> end your set whatever you do end your set pace pace how is it so how did you get into stand-up comedy um well i i'd always been a, a comedy fan and um i'd always sort of thought about doing it and had always been too scared and then one day I just thought oh, I'll just give it a try we, was, we uh, thought that <laughs> you thought that I didn't I resisted it so uh, so you that was your your choice you were going to give it a go so then how did you move how did you start how did you what's funny <laughs> <laughs> how, did, how did you set about writing your first set I um I sort of I had a couple of anecdotes of things that happened to people I knew that I thought just it, it always start off with things that you think are funny um, so, like, I think my dad's really funny. Um, so I had a couple of stories about him, and I had a story about um, what my mum said when my brother came out. Um, Which was what? Pokemon. <laughs> 
That's good. Hey, callbacks. Thanks. <laughs> uh, no, it's kind of long-winded, okay. but I, I mean, I could do it. <laughs> but I don't do that joke anymore. That's just what I started with. Right. Um, and okay. so your first gig, where, where was it? Um, it was at the um, New Act Night on a Tuesday at the Bedford in Ballam. Right. And how did it go? It went really well for a first gig. It went stupidly well, giving me a false sense of confidence. <laughs> really? Because what happened then was, you said it went really well, and that gave me a false sense of confidence. Yeah. <laughs> and then you said for a first gig, which implies mostly they go badly, yeah. which took away that false sense of confidence, <laughs> and now I'm ruined. Well, <laughs> what were the other people on the bill like that night? Did, like, who, who did particularly well? And um, Mate, it was a mix of new acts that I don't see anymore, like, because they've stopped, um, or and quite good acts that are, you know, climbed the ladder and moved on. Uh, so it was a mix of ability, and it was, a, but it was a good night. It was fun. So that implies that maybe one of us, yeah, will climb the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> one of us will stop. Yeah. The What's other? the other one going to do? <laughs> Die on stage. Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately, how's your set coming along, Anne? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Actually, I literally don't want to talk about it. <laughs> how's your Steve? Yeah, it's it's okay. Right. So, have you got anything like personal in it? Yes. Okay. I I, I have personal anecdotes. Right. Uh, in there, which is which is good. So you you know, again, you uh, gave me a little bit of hope there. But when but when you wrote see, the. the the issue I'm having, apart from doing it, is I've written it down, and I think, like, so I think it's reasonably funny, but when I've read it, sorry, I don't think it's reasonably funny. I think it's all right. <laughs> yeah. But then when I read it back, I don't think it's funny. Is that normal? Yeah, yeah, up to a point. Um, but if you think it's funny at all, like, there's some spark that makes you think, yeah, this is, this is funny, this would make me laugh. I'd tell this in a pub, or I'd just... Do I stand up at a comedy club and do yeah. it in front of 300 people? There was something I read in Stuart Lee's book, which was that it's sort of important sometimes to try and forget your own material. Okay. So it's like you're almost spontaneously telling yeah. it again, like which I guess is quite a hard thing to fake. Yeah. Yeah, no, again, I suppose that is one of the things that takes time to... It takes time. Don't tell us that. We need, we, need, we need tips that we can act on now. Yeah, and reassurance and care is what, is what <laughs> I we can need. do that. I can if you could just hold us, that would be <laughs> great. Have you, are you doing any, like, tryout nights? Have you, you've we got are, this... on the 23rd. And is that the day before? No, when's, the, when's your big gig? 27th. So on the 23rd, Saturday 23rd, at the Blue Post with Rupert Street. And it's sold out. Although, oh, wow. although, if you want to come, please do come and give us tips. Talusha's coming, isn't she? She is. She is coming, yeah. yeah. She is coming. Um, so we're going to try it out there in front of what we hope are friendly f- faces yeah. and ears and people with low standards. <laughs> uh, we have selected our audience yeah. based on that. <laughs> <laughs> Made a list of who doesn't care what this, yeah. who'll laugh at anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then we're all going to have a chat about it mm. afterwards. In fact, okay. well, actually, next week, next weekend, the three of us are getting together and we're going to try out in front of each other. Oh, God. <laughs> Yes. Um, which is, I mean, is that sort of thing wise? Can you can you overdo it? Yeah, no, no. Well, like, I mean, Ed, the main advice everyone gives anyone in comedy is just keep gigging, just do it loads, just we re- repeat till funny. We, we don't have time to do it loads. <laughs> so, what, have you have you? But you've seen people kind of push through a poor reaction and what do the same stuff and be fine with it or? Yeah, they say try everything three times. Okay, um, we are. Yeah, <laughs> beginning to end. <laughs> Um, I had I, I was totally fine with this. I was absolutely totally relaxed. I think of us three, having been the most panicked, I was the most calm. And last night I had my first anxiety dream about this. Gen- genuinely, like, woke up in the morning feeling really bad. And I okay. thought, why is that? Oh, it's because the stand-up went really bad. No, I just dreamt that. That's in the future. That's yet to happen. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the reason this happened was uh, because of your blog. Because I was reading your blog and I was thinking, uh, you know, I was, I was where, reading something. On, where can you find Katie's blog? The internet. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I was reading your blog and there was a bit about how you believe that stand-ups fall into two categories. There's oh, yeah. people who sort of chase the laugh and there's people who let the laughter come to yeah. them. 
and the, um, I was like, well, that, that makes sense. I'm definitely going to let the laughter come to me. That's easy. <laughs> and you went on to say that you've tried that and uh, often you find it doesn't work and you have to go for those laughs straight after because otherwise people just start talking. Yeah. But, yeah. that, but that depends on the kind of club if you're doing a sort of a more niche thing with people that know you and have deliberately come to see you and your style of comedy and content that you're going to talk about mm. I think you're much more likely for them to come to you than mm. you are say at Junglers or somewhere where they've literally come so at a, at, yeah. at, for example a tryout night with all of our friends that's yeah. fine that's a good idea. That's a whereas good a, a comedy club in a city we've never been to before <laughs> yeah. That's not a good idea. No. So in many ways, we've set up ourselves to fall yeah, it's, after it's, a good warm-up. It's the perfect storm, isn't it? <laughs> okay, good. Um, Katie, uh, just before we move on, um, have you got any video game jokes? Have you ever done any um, video game-related stuff? Um, no, I wrote a couple for today. Did you? Yeah. But there, it was just because on, on my podcast that I do with um, Lou, oh. we're trying to do this thing where we do like a topical joke every week. Um, so just sort of to get in the habit of writing new material all the time and stuff and um, so it's just kind of and also a lot of comedy nights sometimes they do a joke competition um, like over the interval so they'll say like what's the difference between X and Y and everyone has to finish the sentence but so it's kind of like sort of a corny sort of traditional joke telling device but it can be a good way of generating thoughts and ideas that you then want to develop and rewrite and make funnier should we should we Play something and come back to that joke, then, because we've got some listener jokes as well, haven't we? Yeah, I, I've got one. Have you? How do you get Jeff Minter on a bus? <laughs> <laughs> it's been interesting recently, or at least I found it interesting, and really, let's hope it is, considering I've chosen it as the subject for this week's FME, to see the differences in marketing for Rock Band 3 and Guitar Hero 926, or whatever it is now. I don't really know because I've not been paying much attention to that load of rubbish for quite some time now. Guitar Hero seems to be largely trying to suggest it's more of a game with a storyline and mission to accomplish, whereas Rock Band, well, hasn't seemed to be doing much of anything really. adverts on Spotify that I've heard about the new guitar hero, Warriors of Rock. Yes, I am a cheapskate who refuses to pay Spotify despite it being relatively cheap these days. Pre-market economists are very careful with their money, you know. But anyway, the adverts are rather embarrassing, really. All this nonsense about ultimate challenges and whatever, and the largest collection of rock tunes ever. Rock Band 3, from what I've heard of it, which isn't much, just seems to be wanting to be a tool to allow you to play your favourite songs, even proposing to teach you how to play it properly with all this pro mode and whatnot. Seems far more sensible to me, though obviously being the cheapest gate that time I'll probably not bother with either. and this free market economy couldn't sound much less like the games of its subjects now, could it? That's Derek Williams, and this is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Simon. Phil's... So, uh, Katie, let us know what you think of this. This is a listener joke. Okay. Phil Smy writes, I think Tiger Woods should steal the PlayStation 3's catchphrase. He only does everything. (laughs) I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a, good it's a bit blue, though. And, yeah, is, is, our is set, it libel I, or slander? Does our set have to be, you know, all ages? I don't think so, no. Mine's, mine's got some, some words in. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got some words. Okay, some more uh, listener jokes. Um, I like this one. <laughs> what was, uh, what was uh, the police force's favourite game? I don't know. What was the police force's favourite game? Halo 3. As in, hello, 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 <laughs> what's going on here then? <laughs> <laughs> That's good, isn't it? I mean, it sort of works. Someone else has sent in the weekly, uh, no, sorry, same person, Sean, uh, sends in the, um, the Peter Molyneux, who, uh, not knock joke, which, 
It's Wasn't that our first joke, yeah, was, essentially, yeah. that we worked on? Uh, yeah. What's the difference between a World of Warcraft player and a 32-year-old virgin living in his parents' basement? <laughs> About fourteen ninety-nine a month. So, yeah, thanks for those jokes, Sean and Phil. Katie. I- Oh, sorry. I was about to say I had loads of jokes from the Do You Inverts. We all did. Yeah, really? Because they were all at Steers yeah, here. Yeah, but I saw them on Twitter. Well, that's because you're, did, what did you think you're reading my you? private mail. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, they yeah, were too good. They were pretty good. Um, my favourite one, or well, there are a few actually, is what do you get if you cross American McGee with a banana? I really like this one. <laughs> American McGee's banana. <laughs> What do you get if you cross American McGee with a shovel? American McGee's shovel. What do you get if you cross American McGee with a packet of powers? And so on. Yeah, and so on. Good. I thought that was excellent. That, that was repetition, good. right? Which yeah. is a comedic device. <laughs> and there were loads more. Uh, I wish my wife was into racing games. Forza? I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's good. I know. It's just, and it just good. seemed like it popped up from nowhere on Saturday night, didn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I was just... still a bit drunk and you were still a bit drunk. And he just, he just started showing off. <laughs> like there, there must have been about twenty or thirty brilliant, decent, really, really brilliant and yeah, decent. Yeah, yeah. Both of those things. <laughs> Katie, go on. What have you got? Um, okay, bearing in mind that they are a little bit corny, just to, this is sort of just an exercise to get okay. the um, to get it all happening, and then you could t- make it good. Um, <laughs> so this one is about the Mario Brothers and the Millibands. Look at that! There's a synopsis of the joke. There. <laughs> <laughs> now I know what to put on my index cards. <laughs> Um, what's the difference between David Miliband and Luigi? I don't know. What's the difference between David Miliband and Luigi? One's destined to live his life in the shadow of his brother, despite being in some ways better, and the other one's Luigi. <laughs> hey! That's good. <laughs> Political. No, no, I got it. I yeah. definitely got it. I know I got it as well. Sorry, I thought you were just setting the genre for me. You were explaining the Millibands were. No, no, I was just wondering <laughs> exactly where, to, where to file it. Okay. Right, politics. Okay. <laughs> I, got, I got two more. Go on, two more. But two they're more. pretty similar. <laughs> That's okay. Um, what's the difference between Dr. Karashima from Brain Training and Simon Cowell? We don't know what's the difference between etc. One is a fake invented character who overuses sarcasm, and the other uh, is Dr. Karashima. Very good. Wait, is Karashima being sarcastic? I thought I was actually yeah. brilliant. You know, he's awesome, but sometimes if you haven't played it for ages, he goes, oh, um, who are you again? Uh, like, maybe he's just forgetful. Yeah. <laughs> he's making a point. <laughs> Go on, last one. Are you sure? Yes. This is arguably the weakest of the three. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, so actually, is that a tip? You, <laughs> you best to laugh. Yeah, no. yeah, A, you should, and I shouldn't say. Right. But I think this is the way. Okay. I, I, this is one of the things I have to work on in my set, right. is that I, I don't sell things. <laughs> um, what's the difference between Link from Zelda and Jamie Oliver? Okay, what's the difference between Link from Zelda and Jamie Oliver? One's got an unlikely hero complex and has really cashed in on their merchandising, and the other one's Link from Zelda. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. We've learned a pattern today, yeah. haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> although I would have... The, the Jamie Oliver joke is, yeah. like, what's the difference between the setting for one of the levels in private and Jamie Oliver? Oh, yeah. I can't say the punchline. When we teamed up, you made me giggle. Then we hit a little niggle. The laughter left my lips and my smiles became eclipsed. Your jokes got on my wick I've got Daxter as my sidekick I keep wishing I was single Not dating the female tingle Oh, it's not me, it's you You make me laugh as much as video games do Grim Fandango, I think that you should know Even Bart's tale and conquer aren't much funnier than you are Each leaden word, a death spank, an absence of aching flanks When you speak I clench my rear end Less laughs than Sonic and his friends Oh, it's not me, it's you you make me laugh as much as video games do. I'm done apportioning blame. Your sense of humour might be lame. But there's no gaming citizen cane 
we haven't even managed gaming's airplane. If they sorted your traits by genre, a comedy section wouldn't be there. This situation drives me insane. Shouting doesn't make it funnier. Coltrane, oh, it's not me, it's you. You make me laugh as much as video games do. It's definitely you and not me. You're as funny as Simon the Sorcerer 3D. That was all new. Do you invert? All new. Do you invert? It's called the worst medicine. Actually, what we should do? That's oh, gone. No, that's, so it. that's it. What we should do is compose songs and throw them up back at him over Twitter. <laughs> like, better than him. Let's do yeah, that. Yeah, let's do that because we're not in a big enough mess already. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Ben Hall writes, Simon is a big fat liar. Oh. Hello team, uh, possibly a super special guest, that's you Katie. And <laughs> um, in keeping with last week's theme of crap TV, instead of calling this the letter section, could you all scream Tyra Mail and then read this out awkwardly? I don't know what that refers to. I think it's Brenton. I do know what it refers to, I just <laughs> didn't want to talk about it. Um, Have you been following that? Not really, I'm much more into the American one. Yeah, me too. I, I, I really, I've never got over my crush on Elise Sewell. Oh. Like, definitely the best contestant. In last week's episode, Simon was apoplectic with rage about the robot stealing his idea. Simon said, I was going to do a bit about what actual comedians would do about video games. Of course, the robot didn't actually do this. The robot was just downloading the routines of hilarious comedians like Peter Kay and Paddy McGuinness and doing them in a robotic voice, thus satirising the actual lack of imagination in their routines. (laughs) Both Derek uh, and I picked up Simon on this inconsistency in his argument on Twitter, but he still believes that he was right and his jokes have been stolen by the gag pie. I'd like an official apology on air to both myself and Derek or I will be forced to attend one laugh left in a heckling capacity for Simon's routine Um, I'm not going to apologise because I'm right how do you deal with hecklers Katie? Mm, good question these two idiots are coming (laughs) (laughs) Um, you've got to to nip them you've got to stop them as quick as you can looks like you just did though (laughs) before they even turned up and started (laughs) don't bother coming well done I'm the hecklemeister Um, this one is from Brian Shelf. Uh, <laughs> Kenneth, sorry. Pip Pip, unfortunately, since last week, Kenneth 3000 has been uh, on somewhat of a digital down after seemingly stealing Simon's thunder. After a prolonged period of downtime, friends became concerned for his welfare and fortunately managed to intervene just before he reformatted himself. He was keen to point out that while he did use the concept of other comedians, none of his jokes were about computer games. Um... He being uninterested in consoles and more interested in tortoise husbandry. Weird. Anyway, uh, as a way of an olive branch, he's written a joke about computer games for you. I hear there's a new Mario game in the pipeline, so no surprises there then. Thanks, Brian. Was that a joke about predictability or pipes? Pipes. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. That's <laughs> pretty good. Um, if I'd have said predictability, what would you have said? Oh, that was awful. <laughs> no, I would have said, I saw that coming. Right. Uh... Yeah. Dear team, this is from Ivan Cronin. Dear team, in episode 129, um, you know Stephen Poole had a go at me for numbering things like that. I didn't know He said that. he doesn't care about how many episodes we've done. He likes the season six episode right. thing. So I don't care what his name is. <laughs> Stop calling himself Stephen Paul. You should write into him. Maybe you'll publish it in Trigger Maybe. Happy. Trigger Happy should have a letter section from there. <laughs> Excellent. In episode 129, Anne used the word herpes, then repeated it alluringly, as is her want. <laughs> alluringly? I did. Go back to episode 129. Just play it back on loop. Uh, May I use this opportunity to suggest a new One Life Left podcast segment entitled Anne's STDs. (laughs) Each week, listeners send in their favourite STD or STI for Anne to read out in a sexy voice. A simple format, but with its own charm. What What would the music be? We need some music for it. I have to think of that. Uh, May I start the ball rolling by voting for... And I'm not going to read that out. No? No. Because that's not the second... Can Anne do that? Is this biology? I think it's biology. She can't say that. She can't, you can't say that. That's too much biology. <laughs> it's two words. It's too much biology. 
Yeah. Uh, yours sincerely, Cronin. What do you think of that feature suggestion um, idea? Yeah, well, for theme tune, uh, flip reverse it, obviously. Very good, very good. It's a callback. Um, um, I just don't know if I approve of um, a section named Anne's STDs. Mm. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll have to think about that some more. Thank you so much for the letters this week. Yes, cheers. Uh, if you've got anything you want to add, got any tips uh, for us and what we're doing, please write in to... Team at onelifeleft.com Dr. Avatar, beginning dictation for patient Freeman, comma, Gordon. Mr. Freeman was admitted to the ER at 1900 hours this evening, complaining of a large parasite crab affixed to his upper right cranial hemisphere. I was reluctant to begin surgery given the degree of attachment between the organism and my patient, but he was insistent that crowbar-mediated removal be performed immediately. As the follow-up procedure, the patient was administered intravenous detox until he was able to pass an aiming tutorial. However, I am concerned that Mr. Freeman has suffered irrevocable brain damage as he appears to be unable to answer our basic screening questions. In fact, I'm not sure he can say anything at all. Fortunately, it appears that everyone in the immediate vicinity of the patient knows everything about him. Thus, I have no concerns about Mr. Freeman living a normal life, finding love, and upholding bizarrely lengthy conversations. Ending dictation for patient Freeman, comma, Gordon. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is a song that I'm not quite sure how to pronounce. I think it's called Algebra. It is called that. Uh, Parts A to M by Minus Baby. His new-ish album is available on 8bitpeoples.com for free and it is brilliant. Does it sound brilliant? Quite like it. Good. (laughs) Sounded like it was going to start rapping at the beginning and then it didn't. Okay, those are the two uh, quotes that are going on the front cover of this album. Stickers in HMV, Take no doubt. Like <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so you were just mentioning this this night that we should drop by. Oh yeah, yeah. You should, there's, well, there's loads of new act nights that are really friendly and are set up for people to be doing new material, so that they're good as well. But Geek Night Out is run by Rob Deb, um, and it's a brilliant night. Um, it's not just video games; it's like comic books, um, Harry Potter, Star Trek, uh, Doctor Who, World of Warcraft. Um, just anyone with a penchant for anything. Right. Um, I have a penchant for something. <laughs> Do you? You were just saying off air. When and where is it? It's, um, he does, uh, the last one that I did was at the, uh, the comedy pub in Oxenden Street next to the comedy store. Okay. And he gets a really good, like, it was a really full room. They, he's done it at various places. I think that's where it's in residence at the moment. Um, but the audience is, but he gets quite a niche audience because he, like, advertises to, like, comic book places. We are niche. We are niche. Yeah. I and think, at best. <laughs> <laughs> I think you go down really well there because they're really, um, there's just a lovely audience. Um, okay. So we should try and get on there before we do the big one, you reckon? Yeah, yeah, you should try. I mean, advice that I would, you would get, you you should try and do as many gigs as you possibly can. Be- before just, you do the gig? Um, yeah, or just, yeah. Well, before, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were doing hand gestures at me. I don't know what they mean. <laughs> we need some sort of code. <laughs> you could have guessed. You were, oh, never yeah, mind. you did it too early. I thought you... Reviews. Ten. When I'm holding up ten, that's ten. Five, five, four, three, two, one. Reviews. Right. Reviews. And what have you been playing? Um, cut the rope on the iPhone. I've seen a lot of people be talking about yeah, this. Yeah. Really? Um, it's not, uh, a uh, turn of the century hanging game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was what you were looking for, was it? <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of thing that I'm into. Okay. Um, no, it's uh, a game in which there is a tiny little monster that comes in a box, and then you have to feed it. You have to try and feed it uh, candy, where the candy is suspended by a rope, and so you have to cut the rope so that the candy falls into his mouth, and then you have lots of different methods of getting it into his mouth, uh, like balloons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you like puff the balloon to get it to move somewhere, or bubbles. Other ropes, various things like that. It's fun. It's cute. It's a bit. So what is it? It's, it's, it's a puzzle game. Yeah. Physics-based puzzle game. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> they seem to be quite popular now. They do. How much money did it cost you? Fifty-nine pence. Well, do you actually buy games on? on yeah. Do you? Yeah. Well, how else do you get them? Um, I'm. I'm <laughs> I, I don't buy games on the iPhone, but um, I'm surprised because you don't buy games in real life, do you? No, but it's only fifty-nine pence. Uh, the iPhone is real life. It's not. <laughs> Oh no, I forgot we declared it dead last week, didn't exactly. we? Oh. Uh, it must have been a dream, an Inception-style alternative reality. Yeah. Is that what happens in Inception? I haven't seen it. I don't know. I lied about that this week. Did you? If anyone can find footage of me lying about it this week... Uh, then you there be footage? footage. You've just you got to feel yourself it. lying. Mm-hmm. Someone did. Score, Anne. Seven out of ten. Katie, what have you been playing this week? I've been playing Fruit Ninja on the iPhone as well. Oh. Um, so it must be a lie. <laughs> You two are keeping it alive with your uh, £1.18, <laughs> I guess. How much money was it? I think it was 59p. Right. Yeah. Mm. It's a good price. Yeah, so bargain. What do, you, what do you do in that, then? Um, well, you have to um, you move your finger across the screen, and that acts as a sword, cutting things, and uh, you have to cut as much fruit as you can and avoid the bombs. If you drop two bits of fruit, the third one, it's game over. And if Uh-oh. you hit a bomb at all, it's game over. Uh-oh. My highest score is 446, which I think is quite impressive. That does sound high. Yeah. 446 pieces of fruit. Yeah. Blimey. That's a lot of fruit. That is a lot of fruit. <laughs> what did you do with it all? Just... It kind of gets splattered against the back of the wall. It does it count be. towards your five a day? Yeah, it must do. That would be good if it did. It does make fruit look quite appealing. Mm. It might be It might be Jamie Oliver's behind it. Dear, dear. What's, uh, what score? Seven out of ten. Simon, what have you been playing? Um, I, uh, in uh, tribute to Anne, I've been playing a demo this week. I played. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pay for it. Good. Yeah. Don't pay for um, I played a demo of Enslaved Odyssey to the West, which I've been very, very, very much looking forward to, but not enough to go out. And play. <laughs> I was going to say so much so. Yeah. Because um, you don't traditionally, Simon. Your policy is you don't do demos because they only put you off the game. Yeah, this put me on it. <laughs> really? It did put me on it. Yeah. Okay. I was slightly. I mean, I was slightly annoyed because it's, it was about 1.2 gig, and I think it lasts about 10 minutes. But um, what I did play was very, very good. Uh, you know, um, it's. Uh, 
It's written by Axe Garland, who we spoke about last week, uh, and it's um, it's beautiful. It's got loads of set pieces in the demo, so imagine what the full game's like. Wow. Mm. Probably more. Uh, who's it who described it? It's probably um, Lee Alexandra, I think it was, who described it as Ico for bros. Really? Yeah, which I think was a good, a good way of summing That up. word is very popular these days. Maybe we should start using it more. Yes. I think we're hip enough. Uh, so yeah, I'd give it um, 7 out of 10. I'm looking forward to the full game. Good. Um, you know, ask me. What have you been playing, Steve? <laughs> Not a lot. I mean, I, I did just remember, I have been playing something, but it's a game that I mentioned a few weeks ago that has special relevance today. I've been playing Solitaire a lot. Uh, I, just the only reason it's relevant is I saw one of our guests, uh, a guest who we've recently bumped, saying today we've bumped them from the show. Saying no. today... I was, I was, what, this person was saying we bumped Saying on Twitter. No, they were saying on Twitter. They said, saw a businessman playing solitaire on their BlackBerry. What? This isn't 2006. And I thought, that's what I do every morning. I'm not on a BlackBerry on an Android. But you are uh, a I am a businessman. <laughs> I, I also thought, solitaire's a bit older than 2006, dear. <laughs> Hence the so reason why you've been way. Um... Yeah, I, I really like Solitaire. Still not sure why. Uh, it's just like sorting out, isn't it? Tidying up. <laughs> also, there are no games on the Android, which is why the iPhone's dead. You can, yeah. <laughs> Get Angry Birds on it, okay? Uh, something like that. Is that it for reviews this yeah. week? What's your score for, so- for uh, Solitaire? It still gets 7 out of 10. It hasn't got better or worse okay. than it did a few weeks ago. Okay, uh, that's it. When's Talia coming back? I haven't seen her for weeks. Um, if you've seen Talia... <laughs> <laughs> Give her back. Yeah. The Admired by Teenage Boys film director Christopher Nolan is apparently interested in developing a video game based on the film Inception. Unfortunately for Mr. Nolan, I've already designed a video game called Bumception. In Bumception, you take the role of a permanently grumpy, magical dream detective with a face like a walnut looking in the mirror, trying to read an insult tattooed in tiny writing between his eyes, who at one point frowns so hard that his face fossilizes, cracks, and shatters into hundreds of pieces. Bumception is an impossibly slow-moving juggernaut of portentous bullshit, as ponderous, sluggish, and sloppily sentimental as a Westlife ballad. Bumception is the total recall video game for boring suits, a stately, handsome, and entirely empty vessel for a series of pointlessly expensive special effects. Bumception is a victory, a futile spectacle over substance. Bumception is a video game that you have to play through from beginning to end twice to really get it. Bumception has an army of ridiculous, overly sensitive fanboys, the most easily trolled humans ever born. Bumception is retarded. Bumception is gay. Discuss. Craig the Rage McCullen. It's good to have him back. It really is. Uh, and, talking of which, he's going to be playing our warm-up. Is he? Is he? Oh no, he's going to be funnier than us. Rubbish. He agreed on Saturday, because he is, he is coming as a guest, as someone who is easily pleased. Um, but he said he would be reading some poems from his, uh, from his book, which is available. Maybe, maybe we could do an, an open mic night. <laughs> on our warm-up. Where is, where is he? Where, where do you get his book from? What's the name of that site? Yeah. <laughs> if you if you Google um, Craig Rage, sixty four degrees of pain, sixty four degrees of bits, sixty four bits, bits of pain. Of pain. Uh, you will find his book, and you will be able to buy it. At the moment, he's selling one every three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> going, going, going through the uh, through the roof. Um, Anne, have you got your dress ready? Um, I got a dress, but then I didn't like it, so I'm sending it back. Really? Yeah. So, what are you going to wear on Thursday? Don't know. That's exciting, isn't, isn't it? it? Steve, what are you going to wear on Thursday? Oh, nothing. Katie, what are you wearing on Thursday? What's happening on Thursday? It's the Games Media Awards, isn't it? Oh. That's where we hand over. We don't no, hand over. We to keep it. <sighs> Someone else gets a different one. It's a different year. I like the idea. Yeah. No one will ever beat us as best games broadcast of 2009. 2009 stroke 10. The 2009-2010 season. And assuming we don't care about this year then it doesn't matter who wins. And we probably, almost definitely, don't care. That's, I don't think that's true. We would be delighted to win it, wouldn't we? We would be delighted to win it if we win it. Otherwise, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> otherwise, 
We don't care. So, so we're looking forward to it. We really are looking forward to we it. We absolutely are. Um, uh, are we going to behave ourselves this year? It's going to be no. easy. No, no, absolutely we not. We were quite well behaved last year. Yeah, because we, we won. won. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't well behaved before the winning, though. No, we were... you were drinking illegal vodka. <laughs> it's not illegal vodka. It was legal vodka. It was just illegal to drink it in there. Uh-huh. Which yeah. I suppose makes it is 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 vodka about context? Yes, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so yes, we we will be probably doing the same. To be honest, uh, we we behaved quite badly last year. We were still cheering our nomination <laughs> at the point they said we'd won. <laughs> <laughs> i.e. we were cheering over everybody yes. else which was pretty rude i was writing a condolence tweet were you yeah saying oh well never mind and then wow do that again oh, I, I was preparing to knock your glasses off in excitement <laughs> which you did Steve yeah. knocked my glasses off um so yeah we are very very much looking forward to the games media awards and seeing uh, all our friends and enemies <laughs> and frenemies exactly <laughs> That's it, I think. See you. Yeah, Bye. Really, that's how it goes, is it? Uh, pretty much. We are approaching the end of One Life Left uh, for this episode. I could put on a piece of music. Shall I do that? Yeah. All right, give me a second. Fill in for, for a little bit. Okay, I'm going to fill in by watching you. Son, what are you wearing? I don't know. What, what do you think I should wear? You usually go for a shirt-jeans combo. Right, left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show and that's what we've been for the last 57 minutes and indeed about 130 episodes before this. Don't call the numbers. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this is a song called Kibodo by Damon Hatfield sent to us by Dr. Avatar. It's very Dr. Avatar-ish, isn't it? Is it? Actually. You can almost hear that heartbeat, the, the monitor sort yeah. of thing over the end. Boop, boop. Good, it's like that. Katie, have you had a nice time? I have. Thank you brilliant. so much for coming in. Where can we where can we read you and see you and listen to you? Um, I write a blog. Oh, my gig! I've got my gig list on my website. What What um, is your website? Uh, um I'm going to be on uh, ITV4 doing the FHM stand-up uh, competition. When's on, that? Um, on the 26th of October. It'd be quite a week for comedy, nine, that, isn't it? Yeah, big week. Yeah, <laughs> it's all happening. Good. <laughs> well, what's that? Is that that's a one-off or a, or a series? Um, or it's a series. I'm in the first episode. Well, on one of the five comics uh, mm, that was in the first episode. That's exciting. Does that, does that mean you're on FHM's website? Yes. What a thing for a girl to be able to say. <laughs> Maybe you'll manage that someday, Anne. Oh, one day. One day. We can only, um, uh, just, just log on to FHM.com. That's how you get on their website. Uh, hey! <laughs> you get on their website. Uh, yes. Too sophisticated for you at the end of the hour. Um, yes, thank you ever so much for joining us. And we'll see you, we'll, we are going to see you on the 23rd. Yeah, yeah. Come, I think it's going to be awesome. Good, Mm, thank you. You don't know us, uh, kind appraisal. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening today. Thank you to our feature contributors, Craig the Rage, Dr. Avatar, Derek Williams, and the wonderful Do You Inverts. Thank you to our musical contributors as well. We will uh, be back in one week's time for our final show before Before the warm up. up. Uh, in the meantime. Oh, don't don't have bad, don't have nightmare. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.